I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast. Every Mum the Podcast was created for one reason, to get honest about parenthood, about the realities, the joys, the surprises and the fears, the moments that form us and the ones we don't hear people talk enough about, which is why we are so proud to partner with Water Wipes as our sponsor for this season, as they share this mission with us and are such an essential brand for every mum. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes containing just two ingredients, 99.9% water and just a drop of fruit extract, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and also the proud winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. During the early days as a parent, everything is uncertain, but choosing the right wipes shouldn't be a worry. With no artificial fragrance, soap, silicones or colours, Water wipes are suitable for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. Together, we are committed to providing more reassurance for parents with trusted products and this podcast, helping us to all take those important steps towards greater confidence while building a community of support for every mum. To go back to work or not to go back to work, that is the question. We all faced it as the end of maternity leave loomed and it's one that can completely change your lifestyle, but also your identity and how you see yourself. In this episode, I sat down with Shoshana Wood, a mum of two who made the decision to not go back to work. And as we really go into it, I began to see clearly how it has nothing to do with ambition and for her was rooted in anxiety. It's a tough transition no matter what the decision. Finances, loneliness, goals and guilt. But we hope this episode helps every mum who is trying to figure it all out. Thankfully, as women today, we have limitless opportunities. But maybe we're being sold this idealistic and often unattainable vision of having it all. And maybe it's time to own what having it all means to you. Instead of trying to have somebody else's list, maybe we should all listen to actually what it means to have it all for yourself. For some, that means going to work and having kids. For some, that means choosing to be at home all the time with the kids. Sometimes it's actually a decision that's taken out of our hands and it's down to our bank accounts to decide. But wouldn't it be great if we're all making those decisions based on actually what we would really love to do? Today, I'm sitting down and talking to Shoshana Wood about her decision to step away from her career and be a full-time mum at home with her two little kids. Welcome to Everyone the Podcast. What did your career mean to you? Um... I was never really overly career focused. I think in my mind, I was always the kind of person who wanted to grow up and have a family and be all about my family and about the kids. Um, my mom always stayed at home with us. There's a lot of us. There's eight of us. So, okay, so you came from a very big family. Yeah, so obviously she had to stay at home. She was always there and it was just always what I saw and it was what I wanted to do. Um, my older sisters as well when they had kids they left their jobs and they stayed at home so to me it was the norm and it was what I wanted to do Um, now when it did come to actually having Daisy I didn't think that it would be an option obviously you have to make a lot of um, changes to stay at home you know you can't be going out every night and you can't be you know buying everything you see you have to financially make changes and so we thought about it and at first I thought it, it wasn't going to work so I was going to go back 
we looked around at kind of crash places, that sort of thing. And when I started looking, it just gave me this overwhelming anxiety, like couldn't cope with having to hand her over. Um, so we decided that we would have to figure it out. And we did. And I gave him my notice and I never went back. How old was she around that time? Um, she was about six months, yeah, at the time. So at the time when the, yeah. the government payment is, yeah, well, is coming well not to an even, end. She wasn't even six months because I had gone on maternity leave early. I was sick on, on that pregnancy. Um, so I'd gone on maternity leave quite early, I think about six weeks before she was born. And obviously that counts as part of your I maternity leave. That's like, so unfair. Oh, so unfair. So then like I would have had to go back. I think she... She wasn't, definitely wasn't six months. Maybe she was like five months at the time. Yeah. And she was just too small for me to to do it. I just couldn't, couldn't commit. So I just said, look, at the time I decided I'll quit this job. And when she's a year, I'll think about it then. But then she turned a year. I got a job. I inter- did like five rounds of interviews for this job. Got the job and found a crash place and everything and then the same thing again I was like oh, I can't do it I just can't so I had to tell them I changed my mind and just we decided from then that this is what I was going to do I was just going to stay at home while the kids are small and if in years to come we need to reassess we will but right now we can make it work and so that's that's the way we're kind of managing, yeah. What was pushing you to go and apply for those jobs? What was pushing you to to still think that you had to do that? Because that's what everyone does. Like, no one stays at home. It's, it's such a small percentage of people that stay at home. And especially at the time I only had one, and especially when you've only one kid, you know, people that have kind of three kids or when they're kind of further into their... When the childcare families, cost doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't balance. Makes sense. Yeah, then people seem to to move to the stay at home kind of life but people one one child I was only 30 like every no one did it I had no one around and when I said it to people like you know it always comes up in conversation what do you do I was like oh I'm a stay-at-home mom you'd be like oh like I don't know I felt like people were looking down on me or like like it was not acceptable if you know what I mean like you've no Someone once said to me, like, do you have no ambition for yourself? It's like, I, I do, and this wow. is what I want. That's really hard to yeah. know that that's the reaction that you're yeah. getting, as though you've given too much of yourself away. Totally, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's a really hard thing to hear. Yeah, it's just it's just that it's not the norm, and it's that you're you're not good enough if, you're, if you can't do both, or, you know, that you should, you should be able to handle working and letting your child be minded by someone else and but for me it's just that's just not what I wanted and that should be fine but it's it's not for a lot of people I still find now like now that I have the two I think it's like I feel and and I feel a bit stronger like a bit like more able to be like you know this is what I want and this is what I want to do I don't I don't want a career right now it's not what I want I've different like we everyone has different goals and everyone wants different things um so I feel a bit like stronger to say it now yeah I'm stay at home mom and you know like it's great and it's mental and you know whereas before I'd be kind of more sheepish about it and yeah. be a bit like yeah I'm doing did you this. feel like there was something to be ashamed of yeah you- at first I did and and like people were 
another thing people would always be like the first question people would ask what does your husband do or like where where how can you do that assuming you're assuming that we've loads of money and that we're this which we don't he's a normal job and like he does have a good job but it's not like he's earning it wasn't a given when you got married yeah there's enough money coming in that we can do this yeah it wasn't like we had to make changes big enough changes that you know now, now they're my norm like you know I dye my own hair do that sort of thing and you know don't be I'm not like in Dundrum every weekend spending a fortune you just make these little changes but also I think when you have kids anyway you're going to make changes because you're not yeah. going to be going out like what no are you buying clothes for where with, are you going yeah exactly <laughs> and you can't cope with the hangovers so you're not going no. on like elaborate nights out all the time no. so you either way you kind of aren't spending as much when you do have kids so yeah it it worked out do you think that people understand the reality of actually what it means to be a stay-at-home mum and the amount of workload that that means no definitely not like at first like people be like what are you doing all day or like my friends would be like what's what's like what do you do all day I'm like you just are kept going like it's non-stop like and Daisy as a baby was she was one of those babies that you had to hold all the time. Yeah. You know, she she never slept. She never was in her cot. So I was exhausted as well. And so like, she asked a lot of you. Yeah, exactly. And then even like making the dinner seems like such a big deal because you're like, oh my God, I have this screaming baby. I can't put her down. Yeah. Like be trying to do everything at once. And people be like, but I don't understand. What, what are you doing? Like now that my friends are, are kind of having kids, they're all like, oh my God, how did you do it? Or like now they understand it's one of those things that you don't really get until you're put in the situation until you have a baby yourself and even when in the last episode when I was talking to Ali about triplets and she was saying that she was getting all of this kind of advice for want of a better word from people who didn't have triplets and it's the same thing it's like if you're not in it 24 7 yeah you don't know and you and I don't have to listen to it no and I shouldn't take it on yeah and it's the same, I think, for, for somebody who is at home yeah, every single day, 24-7, and is has actually given all of themselves totally. over to their two kids. Yeah. That's, I, 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 so I work four days a week. Yeah. Um, I don't work on a Friday. Yeah. And I got so fed up with people saying, she's off Friday. She's off Friday. You're, yeah. Friday is the hardest day of the week. Totally. The hardest Because there's day. no break. There's no break. I mean, I'm not going to change yeah. it, but it's the hardest day of the week. Totally. This perception that if you're at home, it's easier. Yeah, or like people think you're on like coffee mornings every day and like, you know, but actually, living coffee a mornings, life luxury. The reform of therapy. You need yeah. to see adults. <laughs> you need totally. to have... You know, it's the same as when you're in work and you, you, you know, you make a plan to go for a lunch yeah. with a friend. Nobody yeah. takes that off you if you're in yes, work. Yes, true coffee mornings like now are like chaotic because there's like kids babies you know although now I must say since Daisy started Montessori me and my friend went for coffee last week and we just had the two babies and we were like this is so weird (laughs) we've no toddlers so I think I will finally be able to enjoy coffee mornings now but (laughs) how did Jim take it when you said that you wanted to stay at home he kind of supported me in whatever I wanted to do his mom was at home as well when he was little so for him he kind of preferred that idea also that someone would stay at home now not in a million years would he stay at home he just wouldn't 
he has a day of them and he's like, oh my God, how do people do this? Um, I think a lot of men feel like that. And I think men that stay home are amazing as well because it's it's nearly harder for them to balance certain aspects of it. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he was ha- happy, I guess. And he said, let's just make it work. He... The first few months he stayed in the job he was in and then um, when I decided, when she was about a year, when I decided that I definitely wasn't going back, um, he changed job just so financially we could cope a bit better. There's a bit more coming in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he had to make that decision, um, but he was he was happy to do that and yeah. Is there anything that you miss about, you know, having gone through... You know, with your 20s and having yeah. plans and working so hard to get to a point. Yeah, like you do kind of feel a bit like, oh, what was the point in, in working so hard and being so, you know, staying in late and doing this and doing that. Then like, now at the time it was the right thing to do and I enjoyed it at the time. Um, I miss, I do miss like, you know, like the work banter and like the work chats and having someone to chat to every day and that sort of thing. And this sounds ridiculous, but I miss so much going for lunch. Like I miss my lunches desperately because I used to work in town as well. Yeah. So I always meet the girls and a little escape. Yeah. And um, one of my best friends worked with me in my job, which was like like my best friend since we were kids. Oh, great. Um, So yeah, I miss seeing her every day. And but she's off on maternity leave now, which is great. But you do miss a lot and you miss adult conversation. Like, you know, you're you're stuck yeah. watching I don't know. And it's repetitive. It's repetitive, yeah. And like even like you never go to the toilet by yourself, which sounds so stupid. And people always joke about it, but it is really annoying never going to the toilet by yourself. <laughs> like like it's just a break. It's, it's just, just those little it's personal like spaces. One second of being by yeah. yourself. You just don't have that. In our house, like you can't even close the door. Like, like, and Daisy's three, and she'll be in after. She's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Or you'd be afraid she'd like jump on the baby or something. Like, can't leave them in my yeah. sight. So it's the constant feeling of having to be on, on, always being on. Yeah, because you know, even when you off. are in work, there are moments. You know, there is obviously pressure, yeah. but there are moments where you can just have yeah, switch off your break. brain for a second, yeah. or like not be like. I don't know, on alert. You're always on alert when you're at home. Do you have things now that you have figured out, okay, after so many days of this, I need to have time out. I yeah. need to have Shoshana time. I've definitely figured out, uh, since having Luca, I think I've changed things a lot. People always talked about self-care and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I never did it on Daisy because I couldn't, I, I just couldn't let anyone mind her. I couldn't be away from her. Um... Like, say, if I was going somewhere and, say, I was meeting the girls and not bringing Daisy, Jim would have to come with me and just walk around with her because I couldn't... I just had this weird anxiety about being away from her. So now I know that I need time away from them, even though that sounds terrible, but I need, like, a day off, essentially. So on Saturday, gone, um, Jim took the kids for the day and I went into town, went for lunch with the girls... And then went shopping and just had some time alone. And you just feel like a new person. I do find then during the week, I need to get out as well. I used to stay at home a lot or I'd go, I might go somewhere by myself. 
but I didn't really I didn't really have anyone to meet to be honest I didn't really know that many people with kids and you were one of the first of your friend group yeah I was the first of my friend group and then like they only kind of had kids in the last year so say since I had Luca so I was on my own they didn't they didn't have kids um my sister had a baby at the same time as me but she went back to work and then I made a few mom friends when Daisy was a tiny baby but they all went back to work and then when she was about one um a friend of mine Grace faced by Grace she actually had a coffee morning and at that I met her and a few other moms and so there's about six of us and became really good friends and they have been like a savior just to have friends it's really yeah it's it's I I remember recognizing that in me when I found myself like an adult but I felt like lonely yeah Yeah, you feel like a school child yeah Yeah. I felt like I was standing in the middle of the school yard going like Will anyone play with Totally. <laughs> that is so what it's alone. like. It's awful. Like, I did meet a few people in that year before, but they were sometimes you just don't click with people, yeah. or I just felt they were people with very important jobs. They were basically like lawyers, and they were all going back to work and it was that group of girls that said to me, do you have no ambition for yourself? Such a horrible thing to say. And no one else stood up for me. So I was just like, I don't want to be friends with that group of girls. They're not doing good for you. Yeah. So it was nice to find a group of moms with similar, you know, mindset and just normal people who who are there for you. And like people say, like, find your tribe. And like, it's it's true you do need to find your tribe so they have been a godsend and some of them some of them work and one or two don't or work from home and so it's it's a balance and there's always someone around out of that group so at least once a week we meet up and and as well we all have toddlers the same age and now some of us have babies the same age so like we can be like oh god the toddlers are you know, driving us mad. They they'll we'll go to one of our houses and put them into let play them go with their wild. toys, let them go wild. And it's just it's just nice to have that support. Um I did start as well when Daisy was a baby, there's a play group near me. So I did start going to that. So I met a few people through that, but again they all went back to work. That's the thing. Like you make friends yeah, with these people and then they go, and then they, go <laughs> they leave you. It's so sad. <laughs> Um, and as a working mother, I yeah. have to apologize because it just it gets all consuming. <laughs> like of course, when you go back sad. to work, you lose all time. Like yeah. you're you're literally just trying to figure out what you have to do from hour to hour. Yeah. And days that go past and I'm thinking, I still never text that person or no. I didn't reply to that or I didn't set up the date to meet for the coffee. And no. now another month will go by and you just it feel like so easily, like, doesn't it? But yet it's still like it's my responsibility but then I'm the one then then feels I haven't seen anybody that I'm either not paid to see or related to yeah <laughs> I know in months yeah and it's kind of it's so important for us not to look at this as some sort of division of stay at home mum or working yeah, of course and to just say we just need to prioritize time yeah and meeting up more yeah definitely and the benefit that that does for everybody yeah it really does like last week so um my best friend went back to work 
she she had a baby the same uh, time I had Luca. There's only a few weeks between them. And she went back to work three weeks ago. And I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. Like I was, that sounds so silly, mm-hmm. but literally like, sorry, I had no sleep last <laughs> night. So I'm like, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Uh, but it, but this is it it's clearly something that you are really feeling yeah. and that feeling of like people being part of your little the world that you're in right now yeah. and then they leave yeah they leave and it's it's it sounds so stupid but it is but so, it isn't it's constant just like right now i i'm happy at home mm. i really am i love being at home at the minute especially now that i have more routine and i'm more a more understanding of how to manage everything myself and mm. um, so I'm definitely enjoying being at home more than I ever have before but I'm just sad that literally people just leave mm. they have to leave mm. they have to get back to their life which is great and brilliant but it's sad for me because they're not there you know so for some maternity leave is a bubble it, it is a bubble but and then it's gone you know and then and and as well it's hard to not like it's selfish of me to be upset that she's gone back to work you know um I don't think it's selfish I think it's you it's you recognizing how much having her there meant to you totally totally it's not that you don't want her to do that it's just that you wish that that person and everybody that you've met along this way stays off yeah so that you can meet them and and have the support from them and have the you know when you're having just a tired day and you're just you're exhausted and you're just trying to cope and then you have coffee with that person you're just like oh I feel so much better I'm like ran now you know or like they'd be like she's she's my one friend who would be like you know you're really struggling with this you need to do something about it and I'd be like what she's like yeah you're struggling I can see it and she just points out the right things, which you need. You need someone in your life to say that. Whereas if other people kind of say that, you might be like, who does she think she yeah, is saying it? she doesn't know but me. But for your cl- best friend to say it, you're like, oh, she's right. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'm, str- I'm struggling with that and I need to sort that out. And you, you need a rock, a friend that is a rock who understands, like you said earlier, who has been through it, who is in the situation as well. Because um, no, bo- no good someone a friend saying oh you know you're you're really tired you need to make a change if they don't get the baby exhaustion you know like it's not as simple as just making no. a change it's your um, it's your life yeah literally <laughs> the change just give them away yeah <laughs> the change is not having my two children yeah um Tell me so, about yeah. how different it felt with Luca. So you said that you had much more anxiety with Daisy. Yeah, so I think with Luca, I just I just had myself more together. I think I knew I knew what to expect. I knew when Daisy was born, I I did kind of know what to expect. Like I've 14 nieces and nephews. I'm very used to babies, very used to children. Um but when Daisy was born, like we were just saying it's it's very different when it's yeah. your own it's it's all consuming it's it's a different story it's I think different I to be used to babies and used to motherhood they're two very yes, different things totally they're so different so so different um 
but I think I was probably in a bad place when she was born as well. My dad had died, like, a year and a bit before. So we're still kind of in that grieving, like, weird place. Um, I think I never really coped with that or dealt with it or did anything. And then having a baby, you become, you know... That's your everything. You know yourself when Penny's born. It's yeah. just you're just all consumed. All consumed. Um, and then I was definitely just in a place of sadness. Mixed with the hormones. And probably fear of people leaving you. Yes. Exactly. Or something going wrong or sickness. Um, or this happiness being taken. Yeah. That's all. That's all makes so much sense when you've gone through grief like that and when somebody you've physically lost yeah and then this new happiness comes in sometimes it's really hard to balance those two emotions at the same time definitely I think with you know when you've had a loss like that every happiness it's still so happy but every happiness has a touch of sadness because you feel like it's so sad that my dad will never meet my kids or you know or see me as a mom or or see the stage of my life so I think I was going through that a lot when Daisy was a baby and just the general anxiety of having a baby and like looking after her and making sure everything's clean like I was a crazy person when she was just born like telling people they couldn't smoke before they came to my house or if they did they couldn't hold a baby like making people sanitize their hands when they held a baby like that level of crazy um just really you were just paranoid. in full-on protective mama bear mode totally but like in a crazy way um so yeah I was like that with Daisy and like if say my like toddler niece or nephews were over and like touching baby toys I'd have to sanitize everything and just just over the top um do you recognize now that that might but have now been I recognize something now that bigger that was so definitely something bigger and just like to me it seemed so normal at the time but then now I'm just like no there was no need to be that uptight and that she would be fine like she's fine <laughs> um, and so that's built into you not wanting anybody else to look after her yeah exactly or or even if someone was over and someone was holding her when she was very little after about 10 minutes I'd be like I need I need to take the baby back like and she would she could be asleep in someone's arms and I'd want to take her back um so yeah I think when I had Luca I had kind of figured all that out a bit more and knew that is not what I need to do and that is not healthy that's not the right way to to manage a situation so it was I was definitely a lot more easygoing and kind of chilled and he he is more chilled I think naturally I think they they are born with a type of personality Mm. but whatever way you parent them does affect it and he is definitely a much more chilled personality than than she is and I sometimes worry did I put that uptightness on her and that mania kind of on her from always being like that um I think as well though Luca has had to accept that there's he's not the only thing in your world yes totally as the second child he's had to just adapt to well I'm I'm not the only thing whereas for the first child for a long time 
They are. They have constant interaction. Yeah. And I think every first time mum is going to be more reactive. Like yes. if the baby cries a tiny bit, you're like, you're in there. You're yeah. like, okay, what like, is this? Oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And then the second baby, everybody says, just kind of fends for themselves for a while. Yes, they do. And and as well, you just know, you're more confident in yourself, I think, second time round. And like with Daisy, the amount of times I went to the GP, <laughs> like she's really sick and the GP be like, no, no, she's teething. Like, okay. And then like a few weeks later, I'd be there again. Like, no, she's definitely sick this time. GP would be like, no, no, that's teething again. <laughs> so I think like I would never do that this time. I know now when he's teething, yeah. I would not not be running down to the GP every five minutes. Um, Yeah, I definitely just have sorted out my mind better, I think. And I'm just in a stronger place. I'm more confident as a mother I know how to do these things like you know I know when he's I'll know when he's sick I'll know Mm. when he's hungry or when he's tired um sleep I think has been a big thing for us as well Daisy like I was saying to you earlier he she just doesn't sleep Mm. um again that all stems from that mindset that I had when she was a small baby of just the constant holding the constant I never put her down um if she even like cried for a second I'd pick her up I used to nap for her naps I would sit on a rocking chair in her room and hold her for an hour like she never went into the cot I don't even know why I had a cot like crazy and um, that was probably soothing you too yeah I think so and and that is where yeah definitely um but on Luca I just knew that well not only did I know that that wasn't maintainable to do again. Yeah. It was literally not possible because I had a toddler to mind. Um, so, yeah, we had to get his sleep sorted. So we um, got a sleep consultant. And thank God he sleeps. He's a great sleeper. Um, but again, the first time around, I didn't even know what a sleep consultant was. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it or I didn't. I just thought, I thought that a sleep consultant would be like you know make the baby cry leave the baby cry and just walk out whereas that's not what it is at all mm. but I just didn't know when I had Daisy so I just kept going I was just stuck in a rush of doing the same thing just holding her for her naps like having her in our bed at night time just stuck in a rush of the same 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 and this time I just know if there's a problem just fix the problem and get on with your life do you know what I mean did her starting preschool trigger anything with this these feelings of anxiety again with you um no I thought it would and I worried about it a lot but she is so confident and like happy and if there's something she doesn't like she will have no problem telling you so I knew when I sent her in if she didn't like it she would tell me and she absolutely loves it thank god um but I did on on the first day I was delighted bringing her in I was like I need this. She needs this. She needs time with other children. Mm. She needs um, to learn social interaction. Yeah. Like I, I used to worry a lot as well about most kids are in crash and they spend time with other kids and she's at home with me and she's not spending as much time with other kids. And you know, her, she has a language delay and I'm like, Oh, is, you know, is her speech delay because she didn't go to crash? You know, you do worry yeah, these yeah, things yeah, yeah. and then you're like, Oh, she, maybe she won't be as confident because, she's not in crash and other kids are um 
like to the stage we, we at one stage we were like oh maybe we should send her to crash one day a week just so that she like gets to know mm. other kids and gets to be the same i don't want her to be different you know um but starting montessori i think we were really ready for it <laughs> and the first day she went in she loved it i was fine she was fine and then the second day i think i was a little bit like choked up but i was still fine because she was fine and and you know you don't want her to see you have yeah. any emotion about it. you want it to just be so normal just be blasé about it um but when i was leaving her in the second day i got to the bottom hers is up the stairs and i got to the bottom of the stairs and there was another mom there and she was bawling crying like bawling her child had been hysterical going in and then when she was crying <laughs> because she was crying i was trying to comfort her and then i started crying <laughs> You know that like knock on effect. I didn't even know this woman. I still don't even know her. It's I think funny the though, isn't it? Was definitely there because but I do that all the time. Out. I'm do I'm you? spending my life suppressing <laughs> most things that I'm feeling. Yeah, and then when I see somebody else feel it, yes, it just comes out. You. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I didn't even. Well, no, I, I did. I kind of knew it was there, yeah. but I really silenced that yeah. it was there because <laughs> it's hard to get through the day when you're feeling everything yeah, that you're being made to feel. And, yeah, it's, it's the only way to function. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's just let it out. Let it out. You yeah. know, and if somebody else kind of triggers it, great. Just yeah, let it flow then, and then you're probably left laughing. Yeah, happier. Totally. And then the next day, I was like, Oh God, will it be bad? And then. She was fine. She was just like, bye, mom. Yeah. She's happy out in there. And it's nice to have one-to-one time with Luca as well because he's never got is. that time. Um, so, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I love it now and I'm happy out. I want to talk about the other side of friendship in your world right now. Yeah. As um, it's like this whole new generation of mums who yeah. are actually connecting offline as well as online. Yeah. And on one hand, I feel like it's such a huge benefit. Like I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't yeah. know how to, to to mother or have a support <laughs> group right now if I didn't have online. Yes, yeah, same. Um, and all the information it has and all the support yeah. it has and all the other women that I have met because of it. Yeah. And then on the other hand, listening to you today, I'm like, are we hiding behind screens that actually we're... F- like, yeah I, I would never because listening to you today I would never have yeah known um yeah. the the extent to which you felt yeah loneliness totally and alone because I see you as this kind of confident chatty you know connected popular woman on Instagram and I just it's I'm I'm it's more and more I'm doing this I'm yeah. actually learning that one hand it can be it can be something that frees us out of that loneliness and then other times I think um, maybe actually we're doing it because we are so lonely so lonely yeah when when Daisy was a baby I I'd say I was on Snapchat was more the thing then I would watch stories for hours of and be trying to find people who were in a similar yeah stage of motherhood or you know trying to see what they were doing and you know, to feel some sort of a connection. But when there was things on or events, I would never go Mm -hmm. because I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel right to do it or... It's hard showing up on your own. Yeah, and I didn't really, yeah, I didn't want to go by myself. Um, And then eventually I said I would go to the odd event or two, 
but I'd always bring my sister and like I'd be like please come with me and she was working at the time she'd be like I can't I'd be like okay well I'm not going then then she did eventually come with me and then I started to build up confidence in myself to go on my own um and thankfully from going you just need to take that first step and just go like everyone goes to things on their own now I'd have no problem going to anything on my own like it doesn't bother me um but at the time at that time when I just had Daisy and I I just couldn't do it whereas had I taken that step I would have been fine um yeah on like online I think people do often portray a can portray a different side of things um I think I'm past that I'm just not bothered with that Mm. you know this is real life is real life everyone lives it you know when I started I had kind of a bit of an Instagram small Instagram before I had Daisy and then I think I kind of it it helped me a lot when she was a baby I know that sounds crazy but it did in like I understand that it's something to do and you know it's especially when when you've lost that career side of things so what I used to do I used to work in social media so Instagram Twitter Facebook all that was my career that's what I did so I it's kind of holding on to that a little bit of that side of me um so that I haven't fully let go of 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 a work life or that kind of thing um but it did help me to to um grow and definitely I met so many people through it's I've so many really close friends that I've met online which if someone said that to me a few years ago I'd be like oh that's weird that's so weird or like like, friend dating yeah it's weird but now I'm like thank god for it like god for it such a great community and even like to get questions on like sometimes I'm like oh how do I do this just stick it up online and you'll get so many answers and it's so helpful it's just the best I really felt like if there was you know days that go past and you hadn't seen a friend or another woman yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know um just going online just it made you feel like you were still connected. Yes, it made you totally. feel like, no, I have had a chat today. Yeah. I'm not on my own. I'm not or, on my yeah. own. Or that person feels the thing that I felt. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, like I I have gotten to know so many brilliant women because yeah. of it. Same. And I think that like for somebody who does miss the relationship element of a career and the people you meet and the yeah. things that you get to do it must be a game changer for women at home totally because even through Instagram I have met had so many opportunities Instagram is definitely such a strong community of moms and people slayed it and say you know oh there's so much hate on it I don't find that mm-hmm. I really don't find that I find it a really like loving place and friendly and people are so nice like they're actually so lovely and so supportive especially in relation to motherhood and yeah. it has enabled you to continue a form of a career yes definitely you know and yeah. for that it should be commended too because totally. you know as you said so your previous career before kids was in social media yeah. And on one hand, you made the decision that you wanted to stay at home. Yeah. But you also have made the decision that you can continue to, up a little bit. to do yeah. what you know and yeah. to earn from that. Totally. Yeah. Has that helped you in any way that you feel like 
you still are owning some of your talents and strengths. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like there's, there is another part of me, you know, that is, is me. Now in saying that my Instagram is all about motherhood and mom life and half of it is my stories of like screaming children and (laughs) tantrums. But at the same time, it has brought, brought us so much, like, you know, brought us so many connections and it again like events things like that are all from Instagram we get sent lovely things which I feel so lucky to get um they're all baby things but (laughs) I love baby things so that's fine um so yeah definitely what would you like to say to anybody who is trying to figure out what they should do next you know maternity leave is coming to an end they're, they're, they have so many doubts of whether they want to go back, whether they should go back. It's a, it's, I remember it so well. It is the absolute worst transition <laughs> that I can figure out. Oh God. Um, it's so hard. You've made the decision that works the best for you and your family. Yeah. Is there anything that you can share that would help anybody who's about to approach that? I think you need to think unfortunately first of all you need to think logically if financially it is possible um people often say oh I can't afford to stay at home I can't do that the likelihood is you probably can if you change certain aspects as I said like you know give up shopping (laughs) hairdresser you know make changes even in your grocery shopping all these little things do add up because when you take into account the cost of childcare. Obviously, it depends where you live. Where I live, childcare is extortionate. It's really expensive. I wouldn't have been making a lot of money, like against what, once mm. we paid the childcare. And um, so, you do first need to think logically and financially if you can make it work, and are you willing to make it work? Are mentally are you able to handle being at home with the child by yourself all day? The third thing is. If you give up your career, is it the type of career that will move on and you won't be able to get back into? I think that's a big one. Yeah, a big one. Some jobs, you know, if you're out of the job for two years, you literally need to go back to college and Mm -hmm. retrain. Mm -hmm. So you do need to think of that. But if that's, you know, if that's the case, you can always talk to to where you work and see if if they're willing to let you go part time Mm -hmm. or do a four day week or, you know see if they're flexible you have to do what's right for you but you do need to work it out on paper first you need to write it all down figure it out it is a huge decision to stay at home but it's also a huge decision to go back to work and mm. um, so you just have to do what's right for you and go with your gut it's such great advice you do need to have the the spreadsheet in front of you and sometimes yeah. you have to let some rational things creep in because it's yeah. such an emotional decision yes um so at least try and have the clear headspace to get the rational things down in place um and then you know look at all opportunities so yes. one thing that i remember being told when i was deciding w- what to do next whether to come back to work or where to go next was to just back yourself yeah you know know that whatever strengths and talents and experience that you have brought to your career to date will stand to you no matter what decision you make yes and whether you need to take a break right now or whether you need to just have an all-time I can't do it or whether you know that actually I've built up this career and I want to pursue it and I'm not a bad mother for wanting to go back to work no not at all whatever it is that you're feeling remember to just 
back yourself. Do what you feel will make you the strongest person that you can be. And don't listen to anybody who disagrees. Yeah. People who don't back you are not the kind of people you need in your life. No. No. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Shoshana, I've loved our chat. And thank you for helping people make what is a really difficult decision and for showing us that actually the illusion of being a stay-at-home mum is not easier than being the working mum. And that both sets need to have as much support as the other and actually we just need to all be one united yeah, group definitely thank you thanks Neil. thanks for listening to every mum the podcast join every mum today to receive your free gift bag and be part of a growing community with the support and information that we all need and get in touch with us by connecting on instagram or facebook with hashtag every the podcast we'd love to hear your feedback This series is kindly supported by water wipes. Water wipes are an essential for every mum from that first nappy change and during those messy weaning months. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and are proud sponsors of Every Mum, the podcast.